What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TamanBaseballFan.com. It's been a little while. Uh, happy uh, belated Thanksgiving. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving day. I know that was uh, several days ago. Uh, man, it was uh, it was decent here. It was pretty good. We uh, I decided to wake up and uh, do a and do a bit of a run. So I uh, ran four miles in the morning, and right around the third mile mark, whereas the uh, I, I go up and back uh, from my house, so uh, I don't I never really get further than a mile away. But like right around the three mile mark, I noticed some sprinkles, and then it started storming on me horribly. Like so, I had to go the whole last mile just drenched, and it was so funny. Uh, you know, that just never really happens. It seems like, uh, I don't remember when the last time was I ran in the rain, but it was, it was kind of funny. But, uh, also what was not funny was coming back home, realizing that the post office had delivered a package and they took this box that was, uh, partially torn and they laid it by the curb right next to my mailbox in a storm like, what on earth is that? So I never knew that USPS was delivering things uh, on Thanksgiving. And I actually saw them as I was uh, running in the neighborhood delivering some packages. I just thought it was really weird. But anyway, so not really too terribly pleased with the fact that they left a partially torn box outside by the curb. Uh, in a storm, but thankfully nothing was damaged and we saw it quickly. So, but uh, really kind of a bizarre deal. But anyway, so what I wanted to talk about uh, today is something that uh, that kind of gives me a little bit of chills. Uh, it's a, uh, uh, you know, there's actually a thread on blowoutforums.com that's talking about it uh, in the baseball subcategory. And it talks about uh, the potential looming MLB lockout. Now, if you've been a baseball fan for quite a while, that term will probably send chills up and down your spine. Uh, nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that uh, there's a potential problem with uh, uh, the upcoming season. And I remember, even as a kid, uh, it was barely livable to go from the end of October uh, to April, uh, you know, wait for that uh, several month stretch for baseball to come back, right? You know, it was, it was, a, it was a really like sad and somber uh, time. And uh, I think, uh, what was it? Uh, if I remember correctly, there's somebody in Beckett, I don't know if it was, uh, uh, if it was rich or someone else, but uh, somebody, somebody in Beckett Magazine as a kid, they, they very eloquently wrote this piece about how it feels to go through the off season. And it just tugged at my heartstrings. Even to this day, I remember, you know, just kind of how it felt. I don't remember a whole lot of, of the content of it, but I, I remember reading going, man, this is the magazine for me. This, like, they get me, <laughs> you know? And uh, it was... There's something where I think a lot of us baseball fans, we just really, you know, yearned for and longed for uh, opening day again. And so on Facebook, that manifests itself differently in, in the ways of, uh, you know, posting memes that says, hey, just remember uh, only, you know, 82 days until uh, 
you know, pitchers and catchers report for spring training duty or something, you know, like the day after uh, the last game of the World Series or something, you know. So, uh, you know, so of course, I think there was a lock half, if I remember correctly, in 1981. I mean, I don't remember uh, because I was one. Uh, I know that there was a, a problem that actually in the 1904 World Series, there was no World Series in 1904. The first World Series was 1903, the second one was 1905. Um, I don't even remember all of the specifics. I think John McGraw was uh, saying, we're not gonna, we're not having this, we're not gonna be doing this or something. I think he was the reason, if I remember correctly. Somebody correct me on that, because uh, I'm completely foggy on that. I don't recall it all. I just remember McGraw had something to do with it. Um, but the one that's probably most meaningful for you and I are what happened in 1994. And a lot of things happened in 1994, and the lockout is actually blamed uh, a lot on uh, what happened to the hobby uh, in the early and mid 90s. So let me talk about a little bit of what happened. So first of all, 1994 was a fairly uh, remarkable season for a number of reasons. I think, if I remember correctly, I think it was the Expos were on a tear to do something really amazing as a team. Uh, and I think that Tony Gwynn had a, had a real shot of hitting 400. Um, kind of going on memory here, so I'm not, <laughs> I, I probably should have done a little bit of research and looked it up, but I'm just kind of out here walking around the neighborhood as always talking, and I'm just kind of trying to pull things from, uh, from memory. But, uh, but yeah, 94, and also like as a, as a Kinseiko fan, you know, you always think, oh, if only he had those extra, uh, those extra games, you know, maybe he would have, Maybe he would be sitting at a little over 500 home runs now instead. Uh, you know, so, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, it kind of loused up a lot of things for a lot of fans. And uh, when it comes to uh, the actual hobby, uh, something else that happened that is interesting is we've noticed, I think, probably a significant drop off of collectors from, uh, you know, the 93, 94 uh, era. And so I think a lot of different things happen at around that time as well but um <laughs> the lockout certainly did not help because what happens is this when you're a fan and you're a collector you're able to to connect with baseball and baseball cards on multiple levels uh if you're a fan in 1994 for instance of tony Gwynn, um you know you're excited to be able to pick up his baseball cards but you're also excited to watch him play the next day and see how he finishes out the season. Once that goes away, guess what? You're not gonna have that enthusiasm. You know, football might, uh, you know, football is just around the corner and there's a lot of football fans out there, so, so attention might be diverted to football. Um, you know, some people might look more in basketball or, you know, even on sports like comics and, you know, whatever activities you have going on. So baseball, this beautiful, full season of 162 games along with like an extensive uh you know uh playoff run as well uh it affords us fans a, a real treat i think for each year because we we have this this game we have this sport that runs really kind of march april to you know october november and it's not a game that requires and demands our attention 100% of the time. Yet we still gravitate toward it. We gravitate toward the statistics. 
the box scores, the standings, who the uh, league leaders are, and at least that's for me at least. Uh, we compare to see who's doing better. We, we uh, calculate in our mind who we think should be the Cy Young Award winner for the American League and the National League. Um, for this year, for instance, should Shohei uh, Otani uh, be the MVP or Vlad Guerrero Jr. be the MVP? You know, you come up with these thoughts in your head and you go back and forth. And, you know, thanks to social media, you have no shortage of people that are welcome to or they're willing to debate on one side or the other. Um, and that's what makes it fun. And, and all the while, this whole time we're doing this, we realize that our attention is focused on baseball. And uh, even, even the, the beauty of the game itself, a single game, any given game, uh, whether it's you know opening day or the last game of the World Series or uh, a playoff potential playoff clincher or uh, just a regular game in the heat of summer on a June uh, on a night in June uh, they're beautiful you can sit down you're not at the edge of your seat from the first pitch of the top of the first to the bottom of the ninth you know you can do things you can enjoy uh, life while doing other things perhaps even looking for baseball cards uh, sorting through your own baseball cards eating dinner, talking with uh, friends and family during the game. Uh, it's really kind of a beautiful thing. And if you are in tune, if you really put your ear to the ground, you can really get a good sense for what's going on uh, from pitch to pitch. Like if uh, you notice the pitcher is, uh, is doing something uh, to the catcher and you realize, oh, wait a second, He's telling the catcher to switch up signals. Why? Because the runner on second has picked up on something. You know, and you have all these little subtleties that not a whole lot of people can pick up on. And to the average person that's just watching the game, all of this really incredible stuff that happens will never be detected um, unless you really pay attention. Uh, there's a lot of beautiful things that go on in this game. And it's a tragedy when things have to shorten uh, you know, a season. And, you know, look, we just came across this uh, in 2020, which, by the way, it was such a weird season, right? I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I talked about this much, but uh, it, was, it was just a bizarre time because, like, you have the canned crowd uh, and, you know, like, uh, chatter, and then you have uh, the cutouts. Like, it was just really kind of a bizarre thing. Um, and so, you know, I think there's some people that are going to, uh, suffer long term for this. So, for instance, uh, you know Mike Trout. You know he, he's still uh, on the radar as one of the best uh, in the game today. Um, I don't. I don't think I would necessarily say all time yet. Uh, but you know he suffered quite a bit, um, not through just last year. And I, I don't think he played a whole lot last year, if I remember correctly. Um, I got to check, but I, I don't recall him playing a whole lot last year. And he obviously didn't play a whole lot this year. And so that's going to hurt his overall career uh, numbers. And uh, why does that matter? I don't know. It just does. You know, it's like when Albert Pujols, he, I remember years back, like people wanted him to hang it up so he could uh, uh, end his career above 300. And sure enough, he's, uh, he's been hitting a lot uh, less each year and uh, his average has been going down. So he's dipped below 
300 for his career. And it's like, oh man, I wish Albert had that 300 and, and got to retire then. But for me personally, I'd rather see Pujols still play. I still get joy out of seeing him hit home runs, you know, even though they're not coming as often as they were. But in any event, um, you, know, you have somebody like Trout uh, that, you know, we don't know exactly what this is going to do completely to his career. Like he might hit, you know, 600 home runs. Uh, or maybe he won't be able to because of the last year and a half. Uh, or maybe he's a 500 home run guy, or who knows? Maybe this amount of time off, maybe he just won't be the same as he was before. And, and keep in mind also, like going back to Albert Pujols, the machine, he was an absolute beast the first 10 years of his career. And I think probably year 11 or 12 or something, he really started kind of, uh, uh, you know, shuffling off a little bit, like quite a bit actually. Uh, significantly now that very well could be because he might be significantly older than uh, than than uh, everybody thinks that he is uh, that's always been a rumor that's been going on going around I don't know but uh, keeping in mind with Mike Trout for instance uh, you know he's been in this game I think since 2011 or 2012 so he's coming up on that 10-year mark well he uh, shuffle off just like Pujols did? I don't think so, but you never know. Uh, he, he might still have years of prime uh, output left in him. I just don't know. I think the next few years are going to be interesting, but uh, it really does louse things up. If we have a lockout, like let's say if, uh, if we have a shortened season this year or no season, I mean, my goodness gracious, like that would be so terrible to see what would happen. Who knows? Maybe if that happens, maybe Trout ends up with sub 500 home runs uh, and, uh, you know, his career. I don't think that's going to happen, but, uh, you know, it's, it's tough because years down the road, people are going to start looking at these, uh, at these statistics and they're going to say, you know, oh man, well, look at Trout. He didn't really, he was a good player, but like he didn't have all these career stats uh, like all these other guys did like the top tier players and you know those that have seen him play know that the stats don't tell the whole story you know like he he was just a he's just a phenomenal player and uh you know so it's kind of almost like uh ted williams for instance uh ted williams had if i remember correctly i think he finished his career with 521 home runs i don't know if he even hit got 3,000 hits uh um, which is weird to say, actually. I'd like to check that back uh, myself. But uh, he missed about three seasons because he was in wars, uh, you know. But uh, so, like, he, if he had those three seasons, he's considered by many to be, a, at a minimum, a top five player all time, right? Uh, and, you know, but if he had those three seasons, uh, he could have easily been, we're talking prime year seasons, too. He could have easily... Uh, been well above 600 home runs by the end of his career and well above 3,000 hits or whatever because he is, his hitting was, you know, was just absolutely bananas. So anyways, we have all this that we're talking about. And so let's kind of cross this over to the hobby itself. How does this affect uh, baseball card collecting? I've got a few ideas of how this is going to go. Number one, history could repeat itself. And uh, this could have damaging effects across the board 
uh, for the hobby because the attention is not going to be on baseball nearly as much if there's no baseball that's being played. That's just kind of how it goes. Um, I will put a limiter in there for the newer cards of the active players. Now, what does that do with the vintage card market? I don't know. It could go one of two ways. Number one, it could not touch it. Uh, well, I guess it could go one of three ways. It could not touch it at all since, you know, <laughs> you uh, Babe Ruth doesn't care if uh, 2022 has a baseball season or not. Uh, or it could go down because the attention on baseball as a whole is diverted elsewhere. Or number three, vintage season increase because all of this money being put into new cards and uh, people and all these new collectors, they look at this stuff and they go, hmm, I don't think Vlad Guerrero or Otani or Trout or any of these guys look at, you know, Cunha, Tatis, any of these new guys, I don't think they uh, look as appealing to me since they're not playing, but I really love baseball cards. What about the old stuff? And then they start looking and they go, holy cow, I can afford some real playing, uh, playing day career cards of Ty Cobb for what I was paying for these guys that are still playing. Wow. So I see a potential for a lot of money going in further into vintage. And so that's definitely a very, po uh, very strong possibility. I think that's kind of how people flow in typically in ways I think they get hooked by the uh, shiny stuff. And I think eventually a lot of guys dig deep and they go, wow, this vintage stuff, the pre-war stuff is just, is just uh, art and history. And so they, uh, so they eventually find their way into the, uh, the vintage market as it is. But, you know, so I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, for me personally, uh, you know, the, I'll be honest with you. I didn't really watch a whole lot of regular season baseball games this last year. Um, not really sure why there's not a whole lot of a uh, whole lot of intrigue for me uh, to, to actually sit down and watch games I still enjoy highlights and you know I was loving the playoff season and the World Series obviously um, obviously wish that the World Series went a different way but <laughs> but it was still fun still a great series and uh, you know it was uh, it was great but let's be honest here remember who's talking uh, I'm the guy whose favorite player has not picked up a bat and swung in a major league game for about 20 years now. And aside from me collecting him, the only other guys that I collect are uh, typically have been dead for about 100 years or more. You know, so so a lot of this, uh, the lockout and everything, doesn't really affect me all that much. But that's because. I can get lost in a good way in uh, baseball history and baseball card history. And we are, we are blessed with this hobby that's got such a deep, deep history of just amazingness that we can get lost in. And I love it. And so, you know, for me personally, uh, if I had my uh, choice between, uh, have a season or no season, uh, I am definitely not indifferent. I really want 
there to do baseball season because I love baseball. I just love it. Um, but uh, if there's not, it doesn't mean that there's no baseball for me to enjoy because you know I can always read books about what happened in the past. Uh, I can watch or listen to games that have happened in the past and uh, you know feel like I haven't missed anything. You know, and so that's kind of the beauty of this sport and this hobby is that uh, if not a single game uh, is played again, you know, you could still be a baseball fan and a baseball card collector and not miss a beat. You know, it's really that, uh, that powerful and amazing of a sport and a hobby. Like there's so much goodness to be enjoyed. Uh, and, you know, so that's kind of where I am because I've, I've gone for years now really without uh, fanatically following any one single player and really kind of to that effect almost not a single team either like I love the A's I love the Astros and I enjoy following them and I get super excited when they make it to the playoffs and I follow them like crazy uh, during the uh, uh, you know during the playoffs and the championship series and all that but you know, I don't, uh, I don't live and die by every win or loss throughout the season. Um, it's just not something that I do. Now, as a kid, heck yes, I did. I, was, I would live and die by what the Oakland Athletics would do uh, in the late 80s and early 90s. Every single game was a cliffhanger to me, <laughs> you know. It was, uh, it was fun. Every single at-bat, I was so in tune. Like, okay, Ricky Henderson's up. Okay, get on base so you can steal, Ricky. Okay, Cardi Lansford's up. All right, Lansford, let's do this. And then Canseco, oh, okay, the world needs to stop spinning. My guy is up to bat. And then after that, you know, hit a home run, Canseco. And then, uh, and then Mark McGuire comes up. And then Dave Parker and Dave Anderson and uh, Terry Steinbach, you know, and Walt Weiss. And I just kept coming. And uh, every single at bat was so exciting. And I, I have a feeling that there's a lot of people out there that are just like that with baseball today. And I do think it would be a tragedy if the lockout happened uh, and there was a there was no season or a limited season. Uh, you know, and, and I don't even know uh, if that's, you know, to be honest with you, I don't even know if that's like a complete possibility because I haven't really been reading up on it because I kind of almost don't want to look, <laughs> you know, if that makes sense. Um, but, you know, again, we look at the 94 season, the attention was taken off of baseball. And because of that, baseball cards suffered, at least in part. And, you know, we never saw, we never got that kind of energy again uh, for baseball cards until really the pandemic hit. You know, so it took, you know, what, 94, 04, 14, so about 25 years or something, well, more than 25 years. Uh, for things to come back like really like with a vengeance so uh, yeah, I really hope that's not the case again I hope we can uh, uh, just you know I don't know uh, not have to worry about a lockout but we'll see what happens um, I think the next few months are going to be very telling and interesting and uh, so we'll just kind of all keep our fingers crossed but um, anyway so th those are my thoughts uh, and so you know definitely I think the takeaway from this one is uh, if there's a lockout don't lose heart completely because uh, baseball has been through a lot and baseball will survive. Our hobby will survive as well. And guess what? So will you because 
Uh, we don't have to rely on every single game that happens day to day. We've got an amazing history that we can look back at. And uh, yeah, so enjoy that. And uh, you know, the uh, homework I have for you is to find a baseball book or a baseball card book that you enjoy and uh, or have been wanting to read and start reading it and get excited about uh, really kind of about the, uh, the history of the game and the hobby. There's so much to learn. Like I learn a ton still and I feel like I, you know, eat, drink and breathe uh, baseball and baseball cards every day. I still learn so much. It's just so much fun. I never get tired of it. Um, anyways, so that's the podcast for today. I hope you all enjoy. Um, if you have any feedback or anything, please let me know. I would love to hear it. Have a great day.